Welcome to the podcast arm of the redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing his purpose, pronouncing his power, and proclaiming his praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Of song. And I thank you once again for this opportunity. May the Lord bless you, sir, and continue to increase you in the name of Jesus. How many of us know that God is here? You know, we think we know, but we don't know. The Bible, this Jesus calls himself, it says, and the one that walks in the midst of the candlesticks. The candlesticks there represents the church. So whenever we come together, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in where the midst of them. There is something that divides one row now from, sorry, one column from the other column here. And then there is a mist. So as we are here this morning, this is what he's doing. He's going up and down. He's going up and down. He's going up and down. And he's looking. And that's why he says, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open unto me, I will come in and I will soup with him. This month is the month of divine visitation. The Lord is going to visit somebody today. It's not a prayer. The Lord is going to visit somebody. The question is whether it will be you or not. But that the Lord will visit somebody, it will happen. Because he says, I am in their midst. And if any will do what? Open up. You will ask yourself, why can't the one who has the keys of David, why is he standing and knocking? Why can't he just open the door? Because you see, you don't, until you invite somebody, it is not a visit. Until you open the door and the person comes into your house, it is not a visit. Many of us, what we have had in time past is mere encounters. And as powerful as God is, an encounter with him is enough to change your life. Yes, but there is also something called visitation. Somebody that understood visitation was Abraham. Abraham saw the Lord coming. He did not just say, how are you? And he went his way. He did not just say, oh Lord, give me something and let me be going. No. He said, if it pleases my Lord, come in and sit down. Let me host you. The Lord is ready to visit, but are you ready to host? The Lord is here, ready to visit. Are you ready to host? And so this morning, I cry, you will help me, there is a there's an old hymn we used to sing. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. If you are willing and ready for a visitation, you can, you can pray that that is your reality because he's walking right now. And the Bible says he's, 
he, he's not, he doesn't come alone. There is a host of angels that are with him. So if you are willing, you can join them to sing and play. But if you are not willing, well, you can watch everybody. Amen. Amen. I don't know if this is for somebody, but perhaps there is somebody here. You need to get your house in order. There is, there is conflict on the home front. And the Lord says he has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth. And so there is not going to be any visitation unless that is set in order. But the Lord is willing to visit. Perhaps if that is you, you need to make amends. Amen. Father, we are here for you. Lord, do what only you can do. Father, in your mercy, please, may nobody go back the same. You have promised us that you will do a new thing. Lord, let it begin now. For somebody this morning, let there be a fundamental change in their spiritual dynamic. Let there be an irreversible change. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Father, God bless you. Thank you so much. there is one thing I pray the Lord would help us to be this morning, it is that we are sensitive. You 
You see, one of the things that tends to happen, the reason why sometimes we don't grow is that we attach visitation to vessels rather than the word of the person who said is coming to visit you. So, for instance, if some if our pastor came to announce now and say next week, Pastor E. Adeboye is coming to this church. The, some churches will not have service. Everybody will be here. But let me tell you the problem with that. There is a grace that he is bringing. A grace, for instance, so those of us who probably work in companies where there is levels. They say this one is a level one staff, level two staff, level three staff. There is a grace that is actually meant for level eight that is bringing. You are in level two. But the growth you should have been experiencing to get you to level 8, you are not there yet. So you rush and you come. And so they are dispensing things that you are not able to host. So you go back the same. And it looks... You have lost sense of sensitivity to the reality that is always there. And so this morning, the title of, well, if I will call it the title of a brief message, is, and they knew not. And they knew not. I want us to open our Bibles to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. We'll read from verse 16 to 19. Luke chapter 19 from verse 16 to 19. Sorry, am I getting am I getting that right? was talking about them not knowing the term. Sorry, Luke chapter 19 from verse 40. 40. Luke chapter 19 from verse 40 to 44. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you, if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Verse 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it saying, if thou hast known, even thou, at least in this day, the things which belong 
unto thy peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thy enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee about and keep thee in on every side. Verse 44, and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children with thee, and sh they shall not live in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Jesus was talking to Jerusalem here. He was saying that if only you knew who is standing in front of you now. If only you knew that this is the dispensation the prophets have been talking about. I am the one they have been speaking of. If only you knew that this is that moment Moses has been talking about when he said a prophet will actually come. If only you knew that this is everything but you did not know. May we not miss the time of our visitation. I don't know whether the whole point of my coming this morning is for somebody to be challenged never to take the presence of God like Adeskali ever again. Ever again. Because he is there. You know, you will ask yourself, you will say, oh, if he is there, why, why don't I feel something? Why don't why are there no why are there not things that are just happening all around? Why are people not falling under the anointing? Why are things not happening? But he is there because he said so. When your friend comes to your house and says, calls you on the phone and says, I'm at the door. As a friend, what do you go and do? Do you do you just say, Well, I did not hear any knocking? Or I did not hear any car. Won't you at least go and check the door first? Because of what your friend said. But the one that can never lie, he says, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of them. You say you are looking for signs. You say you want to feel something. You say that, oh, you know, if, if he was there, the choir would be in sync. The, this one, they will, they will, everything would just be flowing. But he said he's there. But because you don't know, you will not engage with it. And that is why, as I was preparing, as I was meditating on this, the Lord opened my eyes to something. He said, the reason why many people have not experienced as much progress as they should experience is that they are looking for the this result of a visitation with an encounter mindset. An encounter can happen and nothing just change. If I just walk across to meet my brother and just shake him and, and I walk away, that's an encounter. I have encountered him. But nothing happened. If I meet pastor on the road and I just bump into him, it's an encounter. But nothing changed. But if he says, I am coming to your house, I want to come and visit you. By the time he comes, what happens is there is communion. There is fellowship. There is intimacy. 
and then things are released. An encounter may be enough to give you a word, but visitation gives you blueprints. Visitation gives you blueprints. So many of us, we are hunting for a word. God wants to give you blueprints. You are looking for just, let me just hear something that will change my current situation. God wants to set you on course for 20 years. But because you are the mindset of a mere encounter and not a visitation, you are just going by. And the truth about it is that because of how powerful God is, yes, an encounter is enough to change your life. But what happened to Elijah? An angel, when he was tired from the, the confrontation with the prophet and Jezebel said she's going to kill him and all that. An angel came to meet him. He said, I'm tired of living. I'm tired of all this. An angel came to meet him and said, stand, eat and drink for the journey is far. So he ate. He had an encounter. He ate. And in the strength of that journey, he went up to the mount of the Lord. But that was where the visitation was going to happen. Some of us, the reason why God gave us an encounter is to press for visitation. But we will stop there. And we say, oh wow, I've, ta I've taken food, I've taken meat. Thank you Lord, I am going. But you do not know that the strength of that encounter was to carry you to the place of visitation. Where God will now give you blueprints. And when Elijah Elijah got to the mount. The Bible says there that there was lightning. There was all kinds of things. But the Bible says something. God was not in them. And after all of that, a word now came. Elijah, what are you doing here? For somebody... We have gotten too carried away with what happened on an encounter. We never bother to press to the place of visitation. We never bother to press. And for some of us, what happened is that we got to the place of visitation. But instead of looking for the supernatural, we were looking for the spectacular. We were looking for the day something will come over you and you will feel a particular way. Instead of looking for, he sends his word and his word healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Instead of looking for God to speak to you, God to have fellowship with you, you are looking for those outward events that only suggest that he's in the vicinity. Because there are things that follow when God is around. You know, all kinds of demonstrations follow when God is around. Just to attest to the fact that nature recognizes his some way. But if you are looking at all of that and you are missing the word, you will end up Seeing all of that, enough to believe that God is real, but yet never experiencing anything. Some of us carry 
so many things that if they ask you, do you believe that God is real? You have so many stories of things you have seen. But if they say, what has happened to your life? You can't really see anything. But that will change for somebody today. Because somebody will press. Somebody will say enough is enough. Somebody will say, God, you must visit me. Amen. Some, there was somebody that understood, he understood the protocol of divine visitation. It was Abraham. Abraham understood the protocol of the, Abraham understood that when they come and visit you, you are not the one that sets the parameters of when they will come and go. Is the visitor. And so, when they got there, Abraham became a mere chaperone. What can I get for you? What can I? Meanwhile, the Bible calls him the Lord of that house. But when the Lord of all got there, Abraham became a mere servant. So, what can I, what can I get you? What can I get you? Some of us, we have, been, we have assumed so much lordship over our hearts. That even when the king of glory wants to come in, we are still Lord there. Instead of saying, God, what can I get you? What do you want me to do? How can, I, how can I be of service? I pray for somebody that will change today. Because you will know your time of visitation. And you will key into it. Abraham understood the protocol of divine visitation. He knew that when they come, everybody, not just him, everybody in his household is at the service of he who has come to visit. He knew that. And so it was no longer Abraham the Lord of the house. It was just Abraham the servant. The Bible says he even stood by them and watched them eat. When the Lord comes to visit you, are you the one who will say, it doesn't even matter. I won't say anything. It's not about my own request. It's not about anything. I just want to stand and just gaze upon the beauty of the Lord just being God. Those are men that understood the protocol. And that's why the Bible calls Abraham friend. Jacob was a man of encounters, but that was not, he was not a friend. He understood encounters. He had many encounters, but there was a reason why God called Abraham friend. Yes, in a sense, Jacob is also a friend in that the Lord changed his name. There are so many things that happened to Jacob. He's a patriarch. But in terms of understanding the protocol for visitation, there were things that Abraham knew that even Jacob did not know. And that's why Jacob could say, in I think Genesis chapter 20, the Lord was here and I did not know. Abra there was never any time that Jehovah came to Abraham and Abraham did not know. Because he understood the protocol of visitation. May someone know their time of visitation. In the name of Jesus. May someone be able to key into it. In the name of the Lord Jesus.
There are three things, as I begin to just wrap up, there are three things that can help us to provoke visitation and make your, your heart a place where God regularly visits. For some of us, God visits us, but God wants to take us to a place of regular visitation. And for some of us, God regularly visits us. But God wants to also take, a, take us to a place where it's almost like there is no difference between God, where God is living up there and where you are. So this is not for, it's not for one particular. All of us, we have where we are that God wants to take us to another level too. And that's why he sends his word. There are three things that provoke this visitation. Number one, expectation. Expectation. You don't come to a place where God himself said he would be and you don't carry expectation with you. It were better for you to stay at home. You don't come to a place where he says he will be and you are looking for a visitation and you don't carry expectation. The Bible says, surely there is an end and the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut off. Number two is intentional invitation. That God is here does not necessarily mean he will visit you. You have to invite him. Abraham saw them and invited them. Lot saw those who came to visit and he invited them. That's why Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. He was talking to the church. He was not talking to just unbelievers. If you go and read that part in Revelation, he was talking to the church. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open, I will come in and I will fellowship with him and he with me. So, invitation. If the prime minister, for example, is just passing across, passing these streets, we can know that he's there. But until you come and say, sir, come into this place, he's not coming in unless he plans to visit. But if he did not plan, you have to come and say, sir, come into this place. So, there is a place for intentional invitation. For somebody here this morning, you must begin to get intentional about what you want God to do in your life and how you want to experience him. No more, oh, we'll see how it goes. No more, God already knows. No. Not for visitation. Encounter can be very general, but a visitation, there is an invitation. You have to say, God, come and take your place. That's why we sing that song. This is your house, your home. We welcome you. Lord, we welcome you. I am your house, your home. Somebody needs to sing that song again to God. Welcome you today. 
I am your house, because that's what he calls us. Your home, I welcome you. Lord, I welcome you. I am your house, your home. I welcome you today. And the last one, the last one is hospitality. I tell you the truth. God knows when he comes somewhere and he has been received well. He knows. God wants to regularly visit. He wants to make your place a place where he feels free. God is more willing to actually visit us than we are ready to host him. He's more willing. So don't think that, oh, God is not really interested. No, God is actually more willing. It is us. Is your heart, is your home a place where God feels free? Is your heart and your home a place where whenever God's matter is mentioned, he can do whatever he likes? Whenever God's matter is mentioned, there is, there is no you there. It's just him. Where there are those three things in place, I tell you the church where there are those three things in place, God is a regular visitor there. And that's why if you look at the life of Abraham, between the age of 75 and 86, when the Lord first called him out and when Ishmael was born, visitations were just happening. Any, In fact, there were, the, it got to a point where the Bible does not even give us advance notice that God is coming. The Bible just says, and Jehovah said, because it was, it was a regular thing. But when Ishmael came into the picture, that environment no longer became hospitable and God was silent for 13 years. He was silent for 13 years. The same man that he just used to go and come in, go in and come. Perhaps for somebody this morning, it seems like God has been silent. And, and that's why I gave that word at the beginning. It seems like God has just been un unusually silent. Yes, you are getting things, but there is a way that he used to be with God. But it's not, it's not there anymore. There is no, that liberty is not there anymore. God has come for you today. He says, I'm back. He said, I'm back. But you need to get your house in order. You need to resolve the Ishmael matters. You need to, you need to deal with them. Because he's ready again. And after that whole thing was resolved, if you go back and check the life of Abraham again, it's, it's resumed. So, as we bring it to, as we bow down our heads to pray, the first, first thing I want us to do is to search our hearts. You know yourself, perhaps you have been the one that prior to something happening, the, the communion and the intimacy was just flowing. 
In fact, it almost became as you almost became like a a, a, a walking spirit because it, it's almost like there was no distinction. But then something happened. It might be a job that you got, and ever since that dynamic has just changed. It might be that maybe suddenly your spouse, there has just become some kind of friction and then suddenly that dynamic has changed. Maybe somebody has just offended you and you have kept it in your heart and that dynamic has changed. The Lord has come to restore this morning. The Lord has come to restore intimacy this morning. The Lord has come to make visitation a regular thing again this morning. The Lord has come again to change your dynamic. I want you to pray and say, Father, every area of my work with you that needs restoration, please, please, please intervene. Please help me to know what to do. If there is an Ishmael that needs to be dealt with, please help me to know what to do. I need to be restored. This communion has to be restored. This intimacy has to be restored. I can't go on like this. The Bible says concerning Jacob, the, the, the son set for him, I think in Genesis chapter 28 or so, the sun set over him. And if you follow the life of Jacob, it was 21 years after until the Bible says that the sun rose again upon him after he wrestled with the angel at Peniel. Don't let your own drag that long. Every area that it seems that the brightness of God's glory in your life seems to be setting. This is the morning where that comes to an end. Say, Father, no. Father, I am here again. Draw me nearer unto you. I want us to sing that song. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious living side. That song says, I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice. And he told thy love to me. What I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer, Lord, to thee. Draw me nearer, draw me nearer. Thou hast
We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.